You know I'm in I'm in the emotional zone right now. You know what I'm saying? It's real, bro. It's real. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, what always pops up to my mind too when something like this happens is is life. I wonder would mm. it take me under. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how old we were when it came out. I want to say it was like around ninety five. But I just remember hearing that, and, and like it hit me hard. And then I was like, "What? This shit is freaking super deep." And I'm—I don't know if I'm ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like when you listen back at it, you're like, like it was so real. It was like, imagine you know, it was like, and you're sitting there like, man, that's ingrained in our head. That made it to like airwaves. Like that was like I remember that was the summer jam. Like that was hot. The shit was hot. Yeah, if I rule the world, if I rule, I rule myself. Like, this shit, it's like a positive, uplifting, sad song in a way. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you can't say for a lot of music nowadays, you know what I mean? No, not at all. Not at all. Speaking of music, too, like, since we always bring that up, you know what I was listening to earlier? SWV. And I was like, damn, these chicks had a lot of hits, though. They had a lot of hit. It's 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 weird when you go back because like we all know we're we talk about Jodeci and that like it's us at a different level, you know. But then sometimes when you go back and you listen to not Bill Bids of O but um, New Edition and you're sitting there, you know, like that girl is poison, which is a very true statement, you know. Oh, that girl <laughs> is poison. Never chose a big button to smile. That girl is poison, right? Like yeah. you, you, like you're done. A big butt and a smile, niggas lose half their money for that more. You know what I'm saying? They was dropping knowledge, man, for free. Knowledge, and we weren't even. It's like it is. It is ingrained in the love song. Like, oh, that's just a love song. No, this is knowledge. Sometimes, sometimes, and, you know. And some of the songs kind of fluff too much, make you suckers. But, um, but some of it's just straight knowledge. You know what I'm saying? They have to kick in a little bit of knowledge and then have to play by the rules and shit. Yeah, so what was the song that kicked you not kicked knowledge to you? What do you feel like is the, the song that was like you're like, yo, man, this is knowledge right here. Uh, ninety three till infinity. Really? Sure. Yeah, ninety three till infinity. Because I remember listening to that when I was like in third grade, like before I even met you. Like I remember breakdancing in garages, and that would be playing like constantly in ninety three. And yeah, I remember just going to the house and breakdancing with you know the squad back then and that song be playing all the time and the shirt was just or the emblem was so unique and then and you know when i listen back at it now and i still listen to that jam like it's the shit like it's really timeless they drop a lot of nuggets in there i'm trying to remember i was just listening to it this morning um but yeah, I think that one for sure. Only because I still listen to it. But if I, if and to your point, if you do listen back to a lot of those hits around uh, as early as you know fourth to eighth grade, if anything that was you were listening to that time frame, you listen to it you're like, man, I remember playing songs over and over too. So it's not like, oh, I listened to it one time, it's cool. Nope, there would be songs like I listened to it for a straight year or something. You know what I mean? I was like a fanatic of, of music like that. You know? I still do that too. Now. Yeah. Like certain songs, like you know, it's like today's Mac Miller's birthday, and I was playing some of his songs. But like, what is it? Uh, Feminine Divine is the album that I like the most out of his. Mm. 
and so I was just playing that again. But um, when you say that now, it makes me makes me remember. It is not to to diss music now. But it makes me remember that songs literally did have a message back then, you know. And maybe songs do now, and I don't understand. I'm just too old to understand it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I mean, most songs have a message like "Bust Down Tatiana," whatever. You're busting down Tatiana. But like a lot of the uh, uh, ones we grew up in had like, like kind of like real life meaning to it, you know. And I think that's why a lot of us hip hop heads feel a certain way with rap and hip hop, like you know, because it's like uh, you know every most hip hop person always got to be extra woke, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know why is that? <laughs> it's like it was because we were trained that way, you know what I'm saying? Because like it's uh, like so like one of the songs that stand out. It is not the first song. This is late in their in their um their path, but like some of the knowledge that was mostly kicked, in my opinion, came from Outkast all the time. Oh yeah, for me, mm-hmm. and and I didn't realize it until I got older. But a song that stood out for me as I got older was Synthesizer. Mm. It's like synthesizer, and it goes like synthesizer, microwave me, so some some so I can so I can make a baby. My nose ain't big, my no, or, you know, like, and I was just like, listen to, it. I was like, shit, we are synthesized. We're not even real anymore, you know. And then it goes into your matrix idea, but it's like we're not even real anymore. And and you know, especially especially fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, you know, uh. Like as an aesthetic part, like oh, girls with fake tits, big ass, whatever. Sexually, it's like as a man, I'm like cool, whatever. But also uh, psychologically, I'm like that. They're kind of fucked up, you know. And we're kind of fucked up because it's like, you know, we couldn't accept them until they had to physically recreate themselves put play-doh and plastic on them you know it's like i'm just thinking of like starting off with play-doh and then like you know what well play-doh ain't got enough ass and we go ahead and just put some more play-doh ass on this you know um and and it's like it's it's kind of sad you know what i'm saying it's kind of uh, sad because okay no i want to go back in time and just understand the psych behind that i don't know like where those ideas have come from you know how we got to this point where enhancement was the name of the game, you know, because it wasn't like, and I'm understanding like people weren't having surgery like in the 30s, like that in that manner where in their more recent time, there was a, a push to have, you know, enhancements. Um, and that became a thing. I'm just like, man, is it how the, the culture developed to where, you know, to the guy, it's like, yeah, big booties, big titties, whether it's through music, through TV, slowly but surely just kind of pushing this kind of idea of what you know sexualization is i guess i i, I don't know i mean and don't get me wrong like sexually that that's like sometimes i'm like you know the dog part of me is like yo but then there's a part of me is like but i don't really ever see unfortunately anything other past that you know what i'm saying uh, once okay. you to, for me i'm like once you start doing that drastically and i know women do it for whatever reason you do it for whatever you want to do but this is just my judgment and opinion once you do that then you become more of a, a product or a like a toy you know what i'm saying because that's my theory and it is completely wrong but this is how oh, i yeah. think yeah, yeah. that's what you that's how you want to be looked at now when we go back in time i think as as information got spreads faster you know 
I want to say media, but I don't want to say media in a bad way. I'm just saying how information. I want to just say information, right? Because as magazines got published faster, as TV started to get developed, and then you're like, ooh, it started off with whatever, and then Marilyn Monroe was the standard all of a sudden. You're like, yo, we, if you don't have a girl like Marilyn Monroe, then girls start looking like Marilyn Monroe, and then, you know, then obviously porn. You know, which which is like no one wants to talk about porn. Everybody wants to be like, oh my gosh! But I know like, why is it that? It drives it drives like forty percent of the internet. You know what I'm saying? I would say more than that. That's like sixty. Probably, man. Probably it's like I'm like I'm looking at either Instagram, you know, or or some shoes or whatever, and then video games, and then like I'm sneaking in a porn hub or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But wait, the roommate's not here. Let me get, get my good five minutes in. I mean that's the you know real, you know, that's that's the realest you know? shit ever. It's weird how it's so taboo, but everybody's watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like, but but then most people want some form of it if it's male on male, female on female, or male on girl. You know? Yeah. Like like uh, everybody has their kink. On a good, I mean, like sex is amazing. On a bad thing, sex is addicting too. You know what I'm saying? At times, depending on where you're at in your life. You know what I'm saying? True. I mean, it, the craziest part is, you know, and everybody has their own opinion, obviously, but it's crazy because people don't talk about it. So it's kind of like this mystery thing. You know what I mean? And people do it in their own secret. And I mean, maybe it's for a good thing, but it is fascinating how that works. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I was, I was what I, I was. I brought this up, and it's about relationship too. But it was like I brought this up to the girls, like, how important is sex in a relationship? You know what I'm saying? Because like, what happens is sometimes we throw away people that are probably really good to us that we are compatible emotionally, but not physically. You know what I'm saying? And so we we weigh some some, you know. I'm just saying some people weigh the sex and that attraction way more heavily, you know, than the the compatible part. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder is like, how important is it? Because like, could could people and some people can, but could people in our generation be like, hey, you know? Because I think our generation is changing the norm on a lot of stuff in this generation after us, but I can foresee that there's going to be more people married because of compatibility, but not sexuality. And that they're probably going to be out there finding the sexual partner that they, they like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, you have a point. I mean, I may not agree with every single thing, but I, I, I agree with you in the idea that uh, this, the, it is shifting. There is a, I want to say there might be a somewhat of a slow culture shift in, in the way of thinking, mm-hmm. maybe, because, you know, there's always that narrative of like, um, you know, oh, this generation oh, divorced and separated and or at least that's the way it feels in the, in the way that some, you know, words are described about, you know, our generation. And then as we continue, I think, to, you know, uh, get older and pass the time and plus the our entire generation, you know, whatever the millennial generation is, um, that shift has already kind of begun, I, I would say, to many degrees, you know, um, what defines and what happens in relationships, at least on the sexual side. I mean, there's probably relationships out there that are totally like like that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, you know, know yeah, any and, and to be honest with you, that that was me taking a really like extreme shot in the dark. I'm not. I, I'm just saying like I'm seeing. I'm seeing how people are sometimes. We're we're, we're like, well, how do, how important is sex? And sometimes you can probably be so compatible with someone emotionally, but not physically. 
and are people to a point where it's like, yeah, I want to be with you forever, but not sexually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could definitely see that being the basis for a relationship. I mean, that, that's what's interesting about relationships. Like, I, I, I could see that as being... I think that is already a norm to degrees just because people don't know about, you know, people's relationships to, you know, any type of measure, but true, based true. on how culture's changing. And, you know, if we just, if we go off the theory of like, okay, you know, not media, but just how information is given to us, like, you know, what you're saying, what now we're moving into is possibly something to that effect where we are changing this narrative of like, you know, if it is the masculinity and like trying to, even it out and be more whatever higher level of consciousness I think our generation is trying to put forth. If I had to take a guess, um, it, it maybe it's moving that way. You know, I, I think that TV and radio and everything, at least that would be considered mainstream or pop culture uh, in regards to those things, I think uh, help that uh, type of narrative thinking. Cause that's a, it's a whole thing in thinking, you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, whether yeah, you were, big butts, you yeah exactly. That's what I'm like, saying. Like I like big yeah. butts and I can't lie. And I was like, Oh my God, it's a taboo song. And then white girls like, Oh my God, how dare you? And then now all of a sudden that's like the norm where it's like, yo, if I got a flat boot or, or you're having like, like these white women adapting, uh, like they're, 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 they're adapting and, <laughs> and changing all of a sudden they're getting cakes and making brothers sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like what I'm doing all these booty booty workouts and stuff like that, knowing damn well we love that shit. You know what I'm saying? Now now you now you done now you done uh you changed the matrix. He, it's, it's like Shaq changed the game, like yo, he's too big, you can't stop him. It's like all of a sudden the game done changed because they, they learned the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? I mean, imagine now it's like they had that and now the revolution of like I was just thinking about it today. I was like, yo women wearing yoga pants is like normal like that's normal shit that's basically underwear like it's like yo it's just yeah, like normal get mad if i stare you know what i'm saying like what why you know how does that become normal and now everybody rocking it you ain't got to do yoga no more it's just shit you wear <laughs> it's it's yeah, casual like, wear. imagine ima- and, and, and imagine if i was walking around in some like one like a tight with no no drawers on just letting mm-hmm. the thing hang you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like oh, oh this is nothing <laughs> just get yeah. coffee how dare you look at me ladies you know I'm I mean, not saying I'm that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird because it, that's a good point. It is kind of weird how for women it's like that. Now, do women do it consciously to try to, you know, if you want to think, you know, flaunt their shit or if they're just, it's comfortable. Either way, it's like, as a dude, you're like, well, what the motherfucker? Like, this is already a hard working place. Like, how am I supposed to concentrate? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, it's funny. I, I, like, that was a, a a topic I told to girls. Like, she came to work and her, she was wearing booty shorts. I was like, e- I don't know if she should be wearing that. She's like, I should, I should be able to wear what I want. It's like, yeah, but what you're wearing is distracting, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like, it is. I, I don't want I, I'm like, I want you to f- feel free, but it's like, that's that's a bit much, you know what I'm saying? And then now, when, like, women get mad and be like, oh, but I want to express yourself. It's like, what happens is, it's cool you want to express yourself, but even there's going to be women looking and there's going to be men looking and there's going to be distracting, you know? It's already this. I'm not trying to sit there and say don't hire a good looking woman or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, when you're when you're hired and then you're wearing something, well, if you're walking around in a bikini, there's people who are like, what the fuck at work, you know? So when you're wearing shirts and stuff that is really accentuating the, the, the ass or breast, 
yeah, it's distracting for most men. You're like, okay, I'm trying to, you know, and maybe I sound doggish. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think it is, you know? You sound like a normal dude, bro. Any dude it's that like, says that's not what's happening, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's not like me to demean a woman. It's just like, yo, I like women. You that's know what? what I'll be honest. It's, it's our I'll nature. Be like, I'll be honest, man. Like, some men be like, what the heck, Marcus? I'm like, I like hanging out with women because I like women. Women's I like nice. looking at him. You know what I'm saying? The energy makes me feel a certain way, you know? Look, as much as I bash women anytime I talk, like on, on all my theories, it's probably I probably have the most misogynistic ideas about, you know, shit like that. But at the same time, I'm like, the women's energy is amazing. Like it, it, having them in the space just creates a different atmosphere. That's I, I that's that's I agree with you. It's just nice to have that female energy around. Yeah. As much as I bash women, it's like, yo, that's still, it's something we can't live without, at least from a guy standpoint. Like, we could hate what shit that women do and be all critical and always have this battle, but that's just what the battle's going to be. But in reality, it's just we can't live without them for whatever reason. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I just, we need to have that opposite and in kind. Like, that's just, that's just how the, the shit works. So these debates, I mean, these debates have gotten lost, I think, in history because now we've gotten to a point where, we're so not understanding, I guess, of the relationship realm or not even relationship realm, more of the, uh, I don't even know how to really say it, like social norms of what this is now. You know, yeah. like I think we mentioned it before where, you know, the, demascul the emasculation of, of men throughout the years and we do, you know, dives into like, oh, that R&B shit and these characters on TV. And just like to your point, like, yeah, that is the information that's kind of being funneled to us. And how people interpret it and how that slowly shifts how people think. I mean, I, that you could totally make an argument and say that's kind of what aided in trying to take away the the what we are in by nature, in my opinion. You know, like yeah, you said, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It took away a lot of that stuff. And you're like, what, what's going like, you know, so <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know, man, I. I I wonder, I wonder though, like, how did we get here? You know, like, and, and it's going to be, it's definitely going to be weird when we're older and be like, okay, I'm 70 years old, but your tits look like they're 25. Hey, you but know? we get, like, we get more hornier as we get older, man. I see older dudes, like I have a problem staring. Older dudes, like, don't give a fuck. They're like, yo, I'm just going to stare all day long. I'm an old man. Fuck it. I'm like, yo, that's, that's our future. <laughs> Yeah, well, dude, like I, I, you know, I remember, I remember a certain friend's brother said, like, it's gonna get difficult when you get older, you know, mm. and it, it, it did, man. You know, there's sometimes where I'm just, where I'm just like, yo, um, get up <laughs> out of my face, you know what I'm saying? Get up out of my face, get away from me because you I'm are aware of the danger. It's like a snake in Metal Gear Solid, like. Rear! Oh shit! Yeah, what? yeah, like, like, uh oh, coming through, right? <laughs> Real man. I'm curious too. I mean, because when you think about it, this shit's fascinating to me because it's one thing for the mind, especially from a guy. I can only speak for guy because I don't understand from a women. We can only speculate, but women are a totally different being. But in terms of man, it's like, yeah, there's always that thing where it's like, oh, that's just tempting that's why with your with your explanation with the booty thing and how that kind of changed where all of a sudden it's like the standard to have a booty it's yeah, like a thing yeah. you know it's it's so crazy and you're just like as a guy you're like fuck how the, do they know that particular shape is what oh gets me 
boiling. Like, what the fuck? How the fuck they know this shit? Well, you know, it's like now, now everything is like data driven and proven by like data yeah. now. You know, you can see uh, stuff or what, whatever girl has the most like and the shape mm-hmm. and like. Well, let me get close to that and make it my own or or like you know really like you know Kim Kardashian and that family blew up and then every every woman that looks like Latin or Middle Eastern follows that look you know for the most part yeah right it's it's like okay you can almost like guarantee it's that same look um but you know you know what's funny uh uh like this is another topic and it sounds like it's off topic so I got I got a Peloton right and I'm using a Peloton I'm working out and the trainer is like is like push yourself push yourself because we don't do average here you know what I'm saying and then I was just thinking like well if everybody's pushing themselves even better harder and harder right which yeah. is i'm not saying that's a bad thing then what is what is the new average you know it, like like i'm saying i'm not saying it's bad it's a bad thing i'm just you know sometimes when i hear certain cliches i'm just sitting there like why why are we always just repeating the same thing and then like if if you said that someone else said that and everybody took on that mantra then there's like a new norm in basic you know and, and there's this idea of like, well, I don't do no basic. And you look around, it's like you're actually quite basic, you know. <laughs> am, I, am I am I am I wrong or I I I, I parallel that with woke culture. It's the same idea to me because it's like you know, like you said, it's like there's a new standard for uh, you know, like it, it keeps on pushing the bar. These cliches kind of happen, and then if culture kind of shows itself, it's like, like you said, it's like. You keep pushing and you're looking like man every, this is everybody everybody this is the new norm and yeah. then with like woke culture it's the same thing it's like oh i'm woke to it i'm woke to it but like I, i'm not saying i'm the old conspiracy head type guy but i remember looking into a lot of this weirdo shit and then what woke culture is now it's like now it's like everybody knows some level of understanding of some fuckery going on yeah. Somehow, that's what woke culture is. Oh, I'm woke. I'm woke to that. I'm aware of. It's like what? How the? This is now culture. And to to your point earlier about you know the evolving relationships kind of things. I mean, this is right along that same line. I think it's now the new information is through you know YouTube and kind of the Facebook feed, which is not as at least at the moment not as controlled. So it's almost yeah. like early TV back then when what you were talking about, like when they just had hella programming, when they moved from like four channels to a hundred, you know, some of that public access television and some of these, you know, lower budget networks were just putting out, you know, random shit. And I think that's what we were able to experience, at least both in the music and uh, TV side, where it was just an influx of content. And I think a lot of, sh- a lot of shit slipped through, you know what I mean? Where you get both, you know, gangster hood rap and, you know, that, but then you also get enlightened, you know, backpack rap or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Where yeah. now, you know what I mean? And then TV, yeah. you know, that was able to have the advents of like uh, a lot of different network and programming. A lot of shows went off and on, but, you know, you could talk about the whole revolution, living single Martin, like, damn, that was like a lot of good programming, like going on, you know? Yeah. Especially like, especially like to me, I mean, I know there's other ones like good times and whatever, mm-hmm. but, like for me, that that was like a pivotal part of our my growing up. It's like yeah, even though it was, it, there was two different generations when I was growing up. There was when I was eight to nine, 
or about from about eight to about eleven to twelve years old, you had family members in, in Cosby Show. Then when I hit to twelve, thirteen, you had Martin, you know, Wayne's Brothers, and Jamie Foxx Show, and those were the ones that stood out the most, right? And then oh, I you know don't want to disrespect Living Single, that we was a different living. one, yeah. Single, yeah, like, and you're like, you're looking at a woman's perspective, which I didn't have, like, as a young boy, I didn't give a shit. It was black culture, hip hop mm-hmm. culture, so I was like, whatever, this is cool, you know. It was like so the Golden Girls, at, yeah, like, oh, and yeah, Betty White turned 99 the other day, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's still that's still the the lady though. Golden Girls, like, no, but like, that's what Living like, Single was like, or uh, uh, yeah, Living Single. That's what it was, yeah, like, it was like, almost, yeah. But um, I wanted to say about woke culture, like I had told a friend this like years ago, right? He was saying something about being different, and I and I had said something like, "Yo, everybody's trying to be different, so I'm just being normal. So that makes me different." And he's like, "Yo," <laughs> he was like, he did one of these pauses, like, "Yo, that was deep." <laughs> like, but the idea is like everybody's trying to is want to be different, is working hard to be different. So I'm just being normal, which is different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever. Uh, but I think that's a very true statement. You know, it's like it's like. There's so many ideas of, you know, the the uh, be your own entrepreneur movement that's being pushed, you know, on on social media about doing your own thing, the 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 YouTube social media or YouTube uh, YouTuber, you know, influencer entrepreneur type of thing that's supposed to be successful, and you know, it's like. Not everybody can live their life like that or want to live their life like that, you know? Not a lot of people want to worry about that stress about that. But at least how I feel and in the culture I've surrounded myself with, I feel like they push that narrative so hard that, like, you're not doing anything unless you're doing those things. You know what I'm saying? New normal. It's like right? you have this to be broadcasting something of yourself to some degree, which I mean, I it kind of makes sense, but it's just so different. But I understand where you're coming from, though, where it seems like the only focus is that <laughs> like well, everything you well, see that is in terms of uh, I mean, I don't know. And I'm this is what I'm more fascinated by, too, on, on that is are we seeing that because our algorithms kind of move that way have we already separated as you know individuals by you know whatever the data they want to show us now because before yeah yeah, like before it's like yo we watch news it's like fucking dan rather it's fucking uh what's her face who's uh barbara walters like that everybody's watching that shit but now it's like well there is not really a streamlined way of thinking at least in in the world right now and i think that's what we're realizing is everybody's kind of hearing different things in different avenues. So things are kind of, you know, kind of all over the place. But at the same time, it's like, well, you kind of want to stick to with what you know and, you know, try to be very diligent in the information you get, which ultimately gets into your mind. And then you, you know, critical think your way through to, you know, your own truth. And as we speak and we debate, you take on other experiences or other people's opinions and, then you start to really, you know, find your ground. And what you realize is like, yo, yeah, well, there's some similarities, but we're fucking all different and everybody's story is different. But I think we're only learning that now. That's why there's a, a big clutch for like uncertainty. And, uh, you know, um, I think it's I think it's an interesting time to me. Yeah, for sure. And, and, 
and to say about the business thing is like sometimes when I hear people say that, then I think to my, you know, my my probably extreme thoughts is like, well, that's that's unfeasible. And I say it's unfeasible because at some point you're going to need someone that's going to work for someone else. Right. And this is how corporations work. This is how companies work. So if you're doing like I love plumbing or whatever, you know, and I have this team of plumbers and people you need like usually you can't just do it yourself. You're, you're going to be hella stressed out or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the most part, when people throw that entrepreneur idea, it's like, well, there's going to be a, a. I'm not saying there's a you can do unlimited, but there's also going to be a limited part because there's gonna at some point someone's got to work for someone else, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and so it's a little extreme. And even though, even though people are saying I'm self-employed for the most part, somebody's working for someone else, they're working for themselves, but they're doing a job for someone else. Right. So, you know, that person is their employer, you know? So if I'm a photographer and I'm like, I'm a, I'm an independent photographer. It's like, well, technically I'm working for Ryan the Revox and, you know, I'm working for Ryan the Revox because he's paying me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah to take pictures for his show or whatever it's like a mind trick they did to us <laughs> right it's like yeah and then put the filling on your booty song on there for real. On your boo. you know what i'm saying yo, hey they was just like hey man you uh you a hustler now like yo you and then but you still you know gotta get paid through service and time <laughs> it's like oh they right? got us again <laughs> right I mean, you have good points. These are I, I roll over a lot of these questions, man. Always trying to think of how we got to this point. And I don't know. Maybe this is an age thing. Maybe this is the age of you know knowledge, reflection, whatever it is. But I, I constantly question those things, and I, I get into interesting you know debates within my own head when I'm researching stuff, and I'm just like, uh, it's exciting. So it makes looking forward very interesting because we are shifting in terms of consciousness. I think. Uh, I always try to make it seem like I think we're, you know, in our teenage years or it's, it's difficult. You know how growing up those, those ages are so important, like, you know, for your development as a person, at least in our culture, it seems like as a, as a human or the idea, maybe we're just now just getting over that hump of being a teenager where we're just making these weird mistakes. Like, you know, like how we look at the past in a lot of ways, like, oh, we shouldn't have did that and that, this and that. Okay, well, we're here now. We're going to do better. That's kind of like the yeah. thinking, you know what I mean? So I forgot, I was listening to Ill Mine, uh, and he was doing this video talking about how for majority of our life, we were just, well, and this is also in the Four Agreements book, but for the majority of life, when you're born, you're growing up, you are just in a, a age of accepting rules. You never really think about your what for yourself. You're told what to think like by a lot of you know you know external uh, input. So for majority of your, your your life, you're you're just growing up and you're just being told what you're supposed to think like. And even now, like like I, I mean I, I'm not I don't I'll I'll say for most people it's not until like maybe 25 where certain things start to open up and you're like whoa. But even then, right? Even then, because I still still see people make dumb. I mean, I make dumb mistakes still, you know. Uh, but you, but even then, people are still not realizing or accepting certain things in the world, you know, or or uh, or are opening up and creating their own thoughts of stuff. You know, they just accept what things are. 
that's what's fascinating. I mean, uh, seeing the journey of human beings, I think humans are interesting as fuck. I mean, imagine like when you ever see, you know, back in the days when fuckers be on the streets and, you know, there was more interaction, obviously it's getting a little better nowadays, but everybody's living, you know, some version of some long ass story. It's wild. And we just constantly pass each other, rarely communicating and we have these tools for communication, but people are more into like right now, kind of just getting, you know, whatever it is that people are looking at, watching, researching, whatever. And I think as things go on, I think it's going to be more common for people to, you know, end up in like huge discussions again. I mean, do even what we're doing right now is unprecedented. I wish when I was younger, I could listen to interviews like this of anybody you know, for long periods of time from anywhere. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head, because this is like, oh, we're just trying to figure shit out. You know what I mean? And this is, I would assume, where a lot of people have their headspace at to some degree. You know what I mean? Where they're kind of like, yo, just thinking about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, because a lot of people before were just inundated by, by like, work. You know, so they, like now that time is on their side, they started to think more about other things you know what i'm saying like like they're like shoot i got too much time to to think about stuff so now i was like hmm, let me think about this let me think about the world let me think about all these things you know and and uh i mean because I've, I've heard somewhere where someone said during COVID, you know a lot of crazy things happen and more and more podcasts started popping up right during this time because people are like well i got something to talk about let's talk you know mm -hmm. so uh yeah like it's it's an interesting time, you know, and and people are gonna give out their their opinion and their their thought, and and you know, not everything is good. I mean, not everything I say is even good, you know. It's my it is my journey and how I how I view my journey. You know what I'm saying? My experiences. Mm -hmm. It's what you and, believe, and that's all you, yeah. what you have is your belief. That's why it's like it makes sense in the way that at least and maybe this is just arriving at, you know, this this part of our lives. But, yeah, it's it's your own truth, you know, and the more you settle into it, the more I think to your quote earlier when you was like, everybody trying to be different. I'm just being normal. And that's different. Like that is pretty, I mean, profound, depending on how you think of it. It's that kind of uh, saying, because if you're just you just be whatever it is that you are, whatever feels normal to you, mm -hmm. and then you're already different easily because you're not in the think tank. You're not like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, be this. And and, and this is just obviously my way of thinking. It's like I, I kind of agree with you that way because you're still telling someone's telling you how to think. You know what I mean? Where if you just all right, I'm just going to be what's normal to me. And by yeah. doing that, you're different. It's like, hey, that's the point. <laughs> We're and, all and learn to accept different. that that yeah. part of you, right? Yeah, for real. That's the hardest part is learning to accept you are different, right? Because mm -hmm. so often, and this has to go back to confidence and everything. It's like, you know, like I think people should have confidence in itself, but when you are not taught to be comfortable with yourself, because most people want you to conform to whatever it is, then then it's difficult for most people to be confident of themselves right because for some reason we have this innate i believe we have this innate ability to and this is why we're still seeing people want to socialize to be a part of a group mm -hmm. you know 
it's a survive it's, it's partially it's a survive survival thing you know and then like you don't want to feel left out you know mm-hmm. so when you're growing up and you're trying to be a filipino dancer you know in a pajamaly white neighborhood and be recognized or whatever and then people be like what you're weird or whatever what for a reason and then sooner or later you either accept yourself or deny deny yourself mm-hmm. and for the most part people deny themselves mm-hmm. you know you know like now it's so cool and we've discussed this but now it's so cool to be um into comic books and and nerd stuff you know mm-hmm. and sometimes i still see people who are good looking people women too that will know about you know star trek star wars uh, comic books but for whatever reason like they'll talk to it with that group but they won't talk to it with their main group of friends Mm. because it may Look, seem kind of weird, you know, for a while, long time. Like they, they, like is it cool and acceptable now? But they still haven't accepted as an adult that that it's okay, you know. Like one mm-hmm. of the things uh, me and me and Marjani talked about were like, like why is it so? Why is it that people look down on our generation of men playing video games? Right, we grew up on video games, but for some reason at least in my my experience if some reason you're not living your life because you play video games and you're a nerd and you stick it and you spend a lot of money on games you know and it's like well you know do you, you realize that actually it's adults making games for not only the kids but for adults so mm-hmm. it's it, it's not really hard fe- far-fetched so i don't understand why you think it's so silly mm-hmm. you know I think every generation has to hate on the generation next. That's just how it works. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? That's very true. That's very yeah, true. I'm looking, that's down, like, yeah. I'm looking at it like, damn, can we stop playing fucking Fortnite? And what is this TikTok <laughs> shit, man? Like, first of all, I'm glad everybody's dancing because before, you know, I used to, like, I loved Michael Jackson as a dancer or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, geez, you know, like, you felt weird to be a dancer. Now that is the thing for kids, you know? Hey. Dancing has blown up in its own right. Yeah, you know it's true. It's, it's like there's a lot of things where I'm just sitting there like, yeah, did we pave this way? Because I feel like a lot of this stuff was like painful when we we're growing up to accept our part, and now it's just like, yeah, be whatever you want to be. And then, and then, you know, then the TV. Like I'm watching yeah. TV. I, I don't know if you watched Atlanta. No, I haven't. Nope. nope. Okay. Well, uh, Danny or uh, Don. Donald Glover's character, people mm-hmm. say, I remind everybody say I remind myself, remind them of Donald Glover just in general. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you'd watch New Girl. I've um, watched it a couple times, I think. And then people say I, I'm like Winston, and so it's like funny because like well one well funny is like uh, of course you're gonna associate me with the black person, right? Mm-hmm. And then black people that act a certain way, but um, at the same time it's just like it's funny because you're like seeing things you're like how come this is like me, but they never really talk to me, you know? And so there's types of me and types of versions of me that are being portrayed on TV, which makes me think like, oh, I could have easily wrote about me because that's, these characters are essentially parts of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And then, you know, 
like they go through the whole archetype of of things you, you sometimes think you're different and then one day you're driving around in a sign TC with a Kangol hat and you look to your left and you see another black person driving around <laughs> with a Kangol hat and a, a, a sign TC. <laughs> That's so true. Every Filipino person, I look like every Filipino person now. <laughs> right? It is Long like, hair, I started this gangster stuff, right? Like, I mean, but that's what's weird, though. Maybe it's some weird balance thing. It's like, yo, it's, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really explain it, to be honest. I mean, like, there's, it, it, it is funny, though. It is funny sometimes because it's like, I, like, I've always wanted to write a movie about stereotypes and, why Dude, we accept let's write one bro hey you i'm down to write one like like all of a sudden like like I, how i envision it is like somebody's waking up and they have this awakening right like this is wokeness right uh-huh. it's like you start off where the guy's waking up and then he and then he or she whatever you want to say he or she is looking around and it's just like why are we doing these things why do you keep eating fried chicken you know that's fucking hilarious but, but but at the same time like do it like extreme like if it's an asian person it's gonna be racist but if it's an asian person they're extremely eating every food with chopsticks mm-hmm. like even things that don't need it like like mm-hmm. like uh on uh was it last dragon or uh whatever bruce leroy where he's eating the popcorn with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with chopsticks, chopsticks. Yeah. you know it's like something extreme where you're like yeah. why why is this like, like so because you have to accentuate the extreme nature of shit, right? Mm-hmm. To get the point across. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's in like, turn what makes it funny. That's why fucking being racist is hilarious. Or stereotypes are hilarious because they're true and they're funny. It's like, fuck it. That's just it, how it, you are, motherfucker. It's, it's cool. It's, dude, I think we said this a while ago, but the funniest thing to me, the one of the some of the funniest thing to me is on both sides, right? It's it's like someone wearing a Trump hat saying, I don't want to be hated on because I wear a Trump hat. Well, shit. I'm not saying they are. These people are, but it's like, well, shit. Black people don't want to be hated on for being black, but vice versa. You hated someone for wearing a hat. That's true. You it's know? crazy. It's, it's the same it's, thing. It's, it's just, <laughs> most I realize that most people, uh, most people, when they're fighting, when they're really fighting, they're fighting a reflection of themselves. Okay, like some of the greatest villains to every hero is the one that's most like them, them. you know, right? Because it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a reflection. It's a, it's a, you know, um, a bound self, right? So when you're like, you're like, you know what? I can't stand these KKK, hate, 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 whatever. And then now you're, you're imbued with the anger that they had, mm-hmm. you know? Like really, like like essentially, a lot of arguments are people arguing the same thing. I, I believe just a slight different view, uh, point of view of the approach. You know, so think about this, man. The word, the name Karen is derogatory now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I think that's so funny, but it's only <laughs> it's crazy. But then at I'm, some point, but this, watch, is, what, but the, but this is where I messed so, up, though. In, like TV, watch and this TV is what, shows are going to be saying they're going to be bleeping like, out Karens, right? Yeah. Like this mother bleep, yeah. you know. And it's like it, it, it's funny because like so the other day, my friend, my friend's wife, right? I'm driving, I'm driving to uh, 
I hate this name of this area. Dick's Sporting Goods, right? Uh, like, right? He ain't sporting no goods. <laughs> Dick's ain't sporting no goods, right? So I'm driving to Dick's Sporting Goods, right? And then, like, I see my friend's wife, and she's leaving. And I know in this area, there's a Starbucks. So I call her. It's like, did you just leave? She's like, yeah, I was just going to leave, leave the Starbucks. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, did you get a pumpkin latte, <laughs> pumpkin spice latte? And she's like, you're hella racist. And so now I'm like thinking back like, damn, that was a joke. But now white people are offended. Like, like they you know, black it, folks. And, it's, and, it's, <laughs> and it's funny to me because it's, it's the, uh, it's just funny to me because part of it is like, that is not even close to offensive, right? That's like a to me a complete joke, and we all know it's a joke, right? That it became this weird, stupid stereotype that we put on, right? But now there are white people who are out there that are offended by the Karens and the the, the Kevins, right? Yeah. Like, I don't care, like it's just like, well, you've been stereotype Tyrone for a lot of years, and this and this and this stereotype is funny on for the most part, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a funny meme, you know. But is it all of them? But that's the hardest part because how many of them are not that person? Because how, and this is what's interesting to me because I remember hearing this comedian talk about it. I want to say it's probably Patrice O'Neill, ONA, was something like that, right? They're talking about like the fight is between blacks and whites. Like that's really what Always. the fight is okay? yeah, in America, yeah. Okay, so it's like Mexican people sided with like black folks and then Asian people sided with white folks. And then we're just. <sighs> on those sides. And then he made a joke and said, Mexican people just waiting for black people to give up that spot for most oppressed, but black people never going to give that up because that's their shit. And it's like, it's, it was a funny ass take on it. And I was just like, it is kind of like that because it's really just a black and white thing as an Asian bystander. I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? But where usually you never see like, oh, Asian lives matter. I think they tried to do that maybe once and just got they, like they demolished. did at the beginning because like yeah, so, demolished. So, like <laughs> my, my my friend who I was like I like I, I understood what he was doing, but it was irritating me, mm. you know, because what was going on at the beginning of last year around this time, a lot of Asians were getting beat up, right? In like uh uh subways and places because people were blaming Asians for the 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 virus, right? And and that's why partially when we talked about a while ago, it's you have to be careful on calling it a China virus because of this these hate statements. Now my friend was playing a a a, a black dude who had like sprayed Lysol on this Asian dude in the in in a subway. And I'm laughing because it's like I'm like, this is so freaking ignorant and stupid on this black dude spraying the Asian guy and then whatever. I was like, it, it just like, like, you know, when I talk about racist stuff that is so like silly, like, as long as it doesn't mean violence, it's like so silly that I have to laugh at it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, this is so silly and so stupid. Right. But he's posting all this stuff. And then you're like, see, he, you know, violence against Asians and no one cares. And I'm sitting there like, there's a part of it's like, okay. All right. You know, for me looking out, I was like, all right, all right, let's, well, Let's not try to deter all these arguments at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes what you need to do is we need to go through, we need to power an argument. And then once that gets movement, then you start to power other ones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the statement, 
you know, together we stand, divided we fall. So let's stand for one movement, get that movement going strong enough, then we can refocus on another movement, right? Mm-hmm. And when that was going on, it was like, it was how I felt. Now, this is me feeling how I felt was like you're you're trying to devalue the Black Lives Movement because this has happened to Asian people. And they these two can coexist in different realms, you know? Like, Black Lives Matter can matter, and so can Blue Lives, you know? God rest on his soul in Cal... Like, well, there's a police officer that died in Cal Expo area, you know? And it's like, anybody who's who's okay with police deaths, I think you have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I may not like a police officer as much, but I would not wish death on one, you know, just because of whatever happened. Because at, you know, at, at the end of the day, you start to become the hate that you hated, you know? So, like, so black people in first place of the oppression Olympics for sure. I think I think so, and I. I but uh, I, I, I don't know if I we discussed this, but I always always said like, I think of it differently, right? Like, black people are at the bottom, and most other cultures in America are trying not to be at the bottom. Like they're like, fuck that. At least I'm not black. Let's get up out of here. Let's just play our part, our role, and but at least we ain't black. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's leaves being black, you know? We are living in a black culture time, at least the way it's described. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hip-hop and rap music is pop culture. So it's that Paul Mooney stuff, you know what I mean? Like, everybody want to be a nigga, nobody want to be a nigga. Like, it's like that makes sense in a weird way because, uh, you know, what we believe to be as culture today, uh, you know, black people have a very big influence on that. I remember you loving that statement years ago. Love it. Like you love good life. That was like he was like, Hilarious. like all of a sudden all of a sudden you're like, is this the Matrix? Cause like that Dude. made so much sense to me. That was the it, most it, funniest it, shit I've ever heard in my life. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And it is like, like one of the tr- like how good. he said it was like mm-hmm. over people's head. You know, he's like, everybody wanna be everybody wanna be you know, it was like kinda like and it was like this was in two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, bro. I thought that was hilarious, but it's, it's true in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? And it, to me, that's, you could just write, you could draw a yin yang symbol and just write that underneath. And I'm like, that's the same shit. It's all good. Like it is. it's it, the it, balance it, of both. You want it, but you don't like, it's the yin like, yang. I, I could never understand. Right. And I've seen this. I can never understand how someone can adopt a whole culture and never want to date that culture you know what i'm saying there's a lot of people who love the hell out of rap hip-hop whatever mm-hmm. i'll never date a black person you know what i'm saying but that's a blanket and, statement it's not all of them it can be all of them no i didn't say all of them did i say all of them no but i mean i'm just saying that's how it's hard to determine because no, how do I'm we know like, which how, one how do you well i'm just saying like now you're trying to get very specific right i'm, oh, I'm saying the statement uh, I, I'm saying in a in a sense of like, there are people who love that culture, yes, love the style, love the music, but will never date within that culture. You know, I only say that because I've seen it. It's like, you know, all you guys want to be ratchet and thugged out, but none of you guys like, but you're quite okay living in Sacramento with at max two black friends. Hey, I mean, it's culture. 
It's hip to be that. I just think that's stupid, man. I, I don't think know. About it's this. Like, we had it's like, it's like... Cardi B interview our next president. Cardi B interviewed our next president as of tomorrow. That's, that's where so we're at. Stupid. But that's, that's so where stupid. we're at. That's that's who is a cultural icon and female at that. You know, and not not Are to be that... I'm not I'm not bashing her, it's just I'm just telling you who is up there. I'm bashing in that Cardi status. B because because it's fucking stupid that she can go on air and say that she she drugged men up and stole money from them while being a questionable prostitute and then just be like, Oh, nothing happened, you know? Nothing happens. Hey, Cardi B could no. be president, man. I'm telling you, Cardi B. I, I'm not to unite I, I, women. Now you, now you, now you triggered me because this shit is like that's the double standard that I'm talking about. Like that's bullshit, bro. That is fucking bullshit, you know. And then, and then it's just like, like literally, like, like, you know, there's this movie called Idiocracy. And I'm just sitting there, and it's like sometimes you just take a step back, and you're like, whoa. Dude, where are we going? I'm telling you, the reason why I say Cardi B brought women together, because that's the first time I heard universally women love a song. Like they're like, yo, I, I don't listen to that music, but that song is my favorite song. Yeah, women, women <laughs> like just like men sometimes want unrealistic big ass big titties. Women want unrealistic sized penises and start talking about it. And it's like. Do you know the the percentage of this? Like, we're not even in reality anymore, people. You know, Bro, we're not in reality. We're not. And it's like it's it's like this is where you know we we just statement of the matrix is like it's like and it goes back to like you know that that accepted rule, and it's like well this accepted rule is should, should be a minority and not the majority because it's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? But they're trying to make it. Uh, they're trying to push it, or at least push it, right? They're subtly throwing it out there. It's not, I mean, you know, debating on how the information gets there, but it's fascinating that does enter the the realm of discussion for sure. Because why is this? Why is it that there's that notion that black women don't like black men dating outside of you know the black race? It's it's funny you say that because I see a lot of younger black women. And dark ones at that too. Not that that's a bad thing. Dark ones at that. They're marrying white dudes. And I'm and there's part of me is like, there's part of me, and this is just a blanket statement on this part, is like, you know what? Go, sister girl. You know why? Because somewhere down the line, there weren't black men that probably made you feel valuable. You know? So I blame I blame myself. I blame the culture for that. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to open up on that. It's just I'm seeing that more often. But what happens is I'm seeing more often that those girls, just like maybe me, don't identify with the black culture too, you know? So and so I'm just sitting and so I'm sitting there's like, I don't blame you, you know, because your whole life in, in this new generation of our generation, definitely, you know, I see way more, right? And it's and it's I see way more black men dating white women and at least in my general circle and it's kind of like the typical trope whatever you know like the very stereotypical in my way in a lot of cases right and then there's some black women that are being left behind and now there's this like you know white dude who's like oh, i'll get down with the sister girl and they're like okay you know and then, and then it's like well you can't be mad because they went out and got treated the way i'm assuming that they wanted to be treated you know, and I'm only assuming because if you weren't, 
you know, for the most part, you wouldn't be there, you know. And that's where, and that's where the it's going. So it's like, you know, it's a reflection of us because for a very long time we've been showing these bat, black athletes or whatever, or these shows trying to trying to like move up on a white girl, and you never really you, you didn't value the black girl as much. And then there's that white kid that's like, ooh, Tisha Campbell, you know, <laughs> Aaliyah. Hey, Tisha Campbell yeah. was hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, dude. dude, dude she I, was, I was in love with Tisha Campbell. Thicker than a snicker. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> you know? So it's like, and I see yeah. that a lot. I see that yeah. still now. It's like, I, and I've become a, a victim to it. And I mean a victim in, in a way of like, you know, I grew up in multicultural areas. It's hard for me to just, you know, like, I, I don't like being in one culture, predominantly one culture. It makes mm. me feel uncomfortable. Mm. You know? That is fascinating because it is unique in that experience that, you know, having the pleasure to have that many different ethnicities around, you know, at least at such a young age, like it was, it was really cool. So, but that's understanding as, you know, you get older and seeing how the world kind of turns, there's a push for, you know, a lot of equality, multicultural kind of situations. And then there's also the other side of the narratives where it's like a little more, you know, being different and sticking together ideas and, you know, these kind of other, you know, social issues start to kind of get into the discussion. Um, and it's weird. Cause I don't really, you know, being Filipino is weird because Filipino people just kind of fit in situations. We relate to yeah. everybody. We sing and dance. Like we're just easy company. At least that's what I, I come, I come across in the idea because it's Their like culture it, is, everywhere i yeah. swear to god like i was like in some random island when i was in the navy i was like how the fuck did a filipino get here <laughs> so i'm telling you they're everywhere <laughs> like, bro like we just decided to get here and pop yeah. up giddy. Like, so my experience is only unique to how i understand it but um yeah i don't know i think it has to be both. I think there needs to be some identity you know by the people obviously because you are born into whatever your uh you know um your culture is according to your, you know, ethnic background. So there's going to be that. And then, but then knowing that and then sharing amongst each other is the key. Cause how much of yourself do you not want or not, do you not want to give up, but staying true to yourself, I guess, is the key, at least in that part, but then also experiencing and then developing your own, you know, your own take in your own culture, in your own world. At least that's how I see it. Cause the cultural stuff that we inherit, like you can't ever change that. It's more of a question of what is it and why do I do that? How do I come up with mechanisms to, you know, help me along with those, you know, things if, if I wanted to, and then you meet people and then you experience life and you start to build your own truth and idea. And then now this is what I think culture is, you know, yeah. now how much of what, you know, your ethnic culture plus today's culture you keep. Cause I, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't speak my native tongue. And my parents still do so, but I'm trying, it's a race to try to learn it. But if I can't learn it in time and, you know, as time passes, shit, my kids won't have no recollection of that culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Cause like some, somebody, well, let me back up and say that somebody, uh, you know, cause there's a lot of Filipino nurses at the Dallas place. And they said that Filipinos greatest, uh, uh, export is themselves. Mm-hmm right that is their main business is like exporting filipinos to do work throughout the world right yeah. and and it, and it's like it's unfortunately 
as far as the Filipino culture, in my experience, because I've been to different countries, and then there's there's Filipinos there, and some are trafficked, you know? And, and it's like, quietly, people are not paying attention. It seems like a, there's a lot of Filipinos that are slightly enslaved in certain sex situations, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's why, like, when you bring up Filipino, it's it's funny to me. It's like, I always laugh when, when like, I was in the Navy and I would say, I was like, you know, Filipinos and Blacks are literally almost very similar, a very similar storyline, right? Have been either uh, overran, uh, ruled by some other government people, enslaved, you know? Don't know our history. Don't know the history. Big nose, big lips, love to play basketball, <laughs> dance love and pork, <laughs> dance and sing. And the lighter you are in the in the community, the better you are. That's true. All those <laughs> yeah. dark skin homies. Are, are, are those, are those real tears right there for laughter? Oh, it's like, wow, that's just hilarious, bro. That's fucking hilarious. That's, is, that's is a it's, not, it's, a, it's a true statement, right? As sad as it sounds, yeah. you know? I agree. It is like, There's a lot of parallels yeah. there. There are a lot of parallels. It's, that's why I'm fascinated by black culture. I mean, and I've said this before, probably in earlier podcasts, but it's like, yo, hip hop culture is what I gravitated towards just because maybe, you know, it, it, it could either have been just what's available at the time and that's what my scope got, or I somehow just, you know, was able to stick with it and it just became my norm. And then. I just relatable to some degree. And it's not even me. Like I was a kid. It's not like I'm living in the slums of Shaolin. Like, no, nah, man. I was, yeah. But there is something about this idea of, you know, the depiction of struggle, I guess, at least with that particular album. You know what I mean? And I also want to throw this in here about black and Filipinos. Like, and I get like most people say, well, does the dominant gene, but it, have you ever seen a black and Filipino married and mixed? They just look black with nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, it's like it's like, oh, I didn't know you're, you know, all it is like usually a little bit nicer on the skin mm-hmm. and longer hair. And yeah. It is just like you, you a almost bit more look, mocha, and then yeah, just, a little bit know. more mocha, smoother skin texture, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and silkier hair. hair or whatever. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, like for the most part, that that when I saw that, I was when I seen that and seen that often because usually you know you see a, a, a if you see a mixed black and white person depending on how dark the black person is mm-hmm. and the white person then you'll see whatever and sometimes more someone that looks like me you're like oh well you're you know you can tell there's a different mix but when i saw that a lot of times i'll just be like to me that's just proof that we're we're from the same genetic structure you know what i'm saying we have been in cahoots at some point in our lives, for sure. I mean, and that's the mystery, and that's the shit that I'm more fascinated by, like trying to dig up those, you know, old theories and, you know, people that talk about it because it is lost, at least, you know, I think for both cultures, you know, in many degrees. I mean, black culture, I think it's a great debate that I think is fascinating, I think, to anybody that wants to learn anything about American history, you know, because to me, American history, I think they're still writing left you know i think there's a lot more that we haven't uncovered i mean you know native americans is just i think a very small part of possibly what could have been even more and i think about that even filipino people like when i went to the philippines and i was able to see the land and i'm just like this is so weird that this is a place of seven thousand plus islands and somehow this is a country like what (laughs) 
this yeah. is insane. Like, there's people that live How in the South. How many different dialects? I don't know, like over hundreds for sure. At least 200, if I had to take a guess. But there's one universal language. But then everybody speaks English. It's like, what is this place? Yeah, it, it was like, hey, no matter what, you're you're going to speak English. And <laughs> this is a bad joke, though. This is racist. But I was hey, like, I was like, you know, it's the funniest thing when you have somebody from the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. It's like out of all words that they can't say in the English language is the F. And they're Filipino. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I'm Filipino. <laughs> like, that's how you know that's not our name, bro. It's something right, else. Because yeah, someone gave yeah. it to us and we can't even say it. And it's like, you can't even say Filipino. You can't even pronounce the F majority of the time. It's like, we're Filipino. You mm-hmm. know, it's like. <laughs> I'm thinking it's oh, like, like we didn't come up with it because that's not yeah, what we call we ourselves. Well, and that's the thing, like See? the yeah. phonetic, the phonetic letter in lettering, right, is an American lettering way right Mm -hmm. because i'm like well how do how do you what do the filipinos call themselves in russia or china or the the phonetics on that you know Mm -hmm. because that's that's what we know as an american english language you know Mm -hmm. just like you know like like most things is that's why like one of my favorite things in 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 uh little mermaid is when they call a fork a dingle hopper and it's just like it's kind of a a, a mind-blowing situation because it's yeah. like it's like in reality it's like you know like you can name it whatever the fuck you want it's what the use is for and mm-hmm. you have to and you have to come to an exception right um and i'm gonna go to the exception part just like on on thor or not thor on avengers endgame uh he Thor says a word. He, he says a word, and then Rocket says, "Well, that's a made up. That's a made up word." And he said, "All words are made up," <laughs> which is true. Thor is like, "But all words are made up, so that doesn't matter, right?" And that's a very true statement, right? That is so true. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, so you go in there and you and you're like, okay, well, you just accept that these are the words, you know? You're just like, I'm gonna accept that this is a fork, you know? This is how we're supposed to use it. This is how we're supposed to go about things. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, you're on to something for sure. I, I totally agree with that. You know, it's like, like, cause we, we've all accepted what, whatever the rule is. But that was, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was next is like, like, because like we've all like come together. There was an agreement and say, this is what we're going to accept. That's why, like, for me, when people say, it is my Friday, bitch, it is Monday. We've accepted it as a Monday. Stop trying to make it so personal to you. It is Monday. This is a general rule. You know what I'm saying? We've accepted that this is Monday. Yeah. Like, it's just something people say. People just like saying that shit. It's weird. I don't I, know I just, why. But, it, but it's, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of revert back to the, like, I get we're all individuals, but sometimes people try to make themselves way too special. You know what I'm saying? It's my Tuesday. Like, what the fuck? But some people need that, Marcus. Like you said, it's like yo, everybody trying to find their I know, little. And, you know, and, and that's fine. You say that, and I don't. I say you're fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna stick there. It's like, no, this is fucking stupid. I hate this. Shut hey. the fuck up. You know. But that's what's cool about being, you know, American at least for the time being. You can say shit like that. Like, man, fucking fuck that. Stop. Like, fuck that. Like, it is. It is my mocha chat. <laughs> like, you know, like, is, are you eating bread? No, I call this loafy oatmeal. Like, yeah. what the fuck. But it's my loafy oatmeal. Okay. Whatever you need to get you through the day. That's I understand that that saying. If that makes you smile, if (laughs) that makes you smile, whatever floats your boat. I find your lost remote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. 
that's a, that's so some, so some part of me is like bah humbug. Fuck you. Hey, I mean, I I understand, bro. I be I be I be hearing shit like that all the time. I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous, man. What the fuck are you saying right now? <laughs> trying to change the rules up and shit. Yeah, like didn't we have already established this for years and years and years and years already? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, maybe we're changing everything. You know what I mean? Maybe we're just changing the days. Like, ah, fuck it. Who knows, bro? I'm open to it. Fuck it. I mean, we're already this far I'm in. Not. <laughs> fuck that. There needs to be motherfucking order. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking order. You know, like, oh, cause not man. everything can go the fuck everybody want to go. That's the truth. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So there is some realist to it because it's like, yo, there's some shit established. You know, everything ain't that crazy, motherfuckers. Let's just calm down, all right? Everybody just need to chill the fuck out, come to your senses, and let's just get back to it, all right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like tomorrow, like, let's see what happens tomorrow, yo. It's going to be inauguration. Motherfuckers are going to be butthurt. Motherfuckers going to be salty. And then motherfuckers are going to be hella trolling and, and, and unprofessional. Because I'm going to be trolling for a minute. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to do some jokes. I'm going to poke some fun. I'm going to. Because, yeah. like, like, regardless of whatever, you know, last four years, you know, whatever site, you know, if I believe them or not, I you dealt with it, right? Well, now you're going to have to deal with the four years of this person who may not know how to put this, put sentences together, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, uh, go take your L. Go take your L, man. Take your L. Go take your L. You know what I'm saying? Go take your L, man. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it's like a fucking NBA series or something like that, man. It's like, all right, yeah. you know, he took an L. All right, back to the loser column. <laughs> well, now we bounce back, years. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, that was a good fucking theme right there. Uh, I don't know. That gave me complete flashbacks to NBA Live 95, the first live that came out. Oh, that was so because good, that's though. why they call it Live, right? Live 95, so the rhyme. Live, but before that, we were playing Sh- uh, Showdown 94. Yeah, Showdown 94. Right? A little slower, was, was, a little slower than looter slower, yeah. Live. live was fast, like fast to where the players were had no stopping thing, so they would just keep yeah, on running. <laughs> there was gliding. I remember we were like, we'll glide hella far. And was, like there was glitches on there. Yo, that that we were was like, the dopest this out. game. That was the dopest game. Sure. I think you had that and you brought it over a couple of times. Like, yo. Dog. But the Yeah, go ahead. No, but the what like your brother was probably the one that put me on a lot of like like the secrets of games, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like when he got good at Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat two and three, and he would be playing that, and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. He was like, let me show you this. You can do a beginning <laughs> fatality, but they end it with the babality and a friendship. <laughs> and I'm just like, how the fuck did you know this shit? You know what I'm saying? Uh, obsessed with gaming back then, man. But yeah, no, '95 was dope because the Golden State Warrior team was fucking. This it, it didn't play out this way because I think Hardaway was injured, but it was Tim Hardaway, fucking um, Latrell Sprewell, Chris Mullen, Billy Owens, and then Chris Weber. That was the squad on 95. But that team never materialized because next year fucking Weber got traded. But that was a solid ass team. That was my favorite team all time. All t- Chris Gatling on the bench, Keith Jennings, like, yo. That's yeah, because I was gonna say there was a wasn't there a um 
you say Owens, right? Something Owens, right? Billy Owens, Owens yeah. Billy Owens, yeah. I remember playing that team, and you, like you, like you had put me on that team on on I believe live or not, showdown, and I'm playing that team, and I'm sitting there like, yo, this team's freaking fire, man. You know what dude. I'm saying? Billy like Owens they were like Lamar Odom like shit before. Dude, Odom. super dope, just super mm-hmm. dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I remember. I remember that, and then I was just like, "Yo, this team is hella dope on this game." Even though they weren't rated that high, it was like they were super sick. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun team. That's why I love '95. But nostalgia. They didn't have man. Mitch Richmond on the team at the time, did no. they? Mm-mm. They already traded because the, the uh, uh, Billy Owens was a trade to Sacramento mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, I remember it was like, "Yo, this team is." It's like it's weird because like statistically, they're like, and I know your brother was like this. You define a statistically terrible team. But demolish you, demolish you with the like they're good ass players. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He did that. Like, like he the one when he was playing with the Browns when he was like, "What the fuck, you playing with the Browns?" Yeah. Browns was like, "I'll still beat you." I'm like, "Yeah, right." My ass. I need to get back on the sticks, man. I need to get back ass. on it. I need to keep my uh, my ass whooping skills good. You know what I mean? I had a couple challenges right. in my day now, but it's been a while since I played. But uh, I definitely need to get back on the sticks, man. Um. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll end it here because I know it's getting a little late. Uh, everything uh, good? Shots out? Uh, you know, fucking plug your photo shit. You know what I mean? Anything? Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of kind of like slowing down on the social media hype right now. Just kind of it's crazy away. times. I know. On... Uh, I just uh, uh, you know I need to work on myself to be honest okay. with you. So I need to work on what I what I feed myself, uh, both you know physically and mentally, mm-hmm. and um, it. it you know, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm admitting to my weakness. It wasn't, it wasn't helping my psychology. You know, it wasn't working helping how I think about myself and where I put myself. So I've been kind of slowing down on that, not posting anything on it, not really updating it, kind of um, working on my fitness as far as just like, you know, like uh, to lower my blood pressure uh and other th- other things that uh, we can talk offside off the off the you know the podcast of course, but of course what was that saying again which one the one you were you said earlier oh the you're talking about one it's like everybody's trying to be different so i'm being different by being normal boom sky high podcast episode number 22 marcus washington ryan the revac bing 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 next week we did jordan we got to come with it, you know what I'm saying? Eee. And then, and then episode 45, we got to come back with the full five like heat. You hey, know what I'm saying? We're gonna go deep. We're gonna go deep, bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you, thank you. Bro, man.